Welcome to the Women's Pelvic Pain Podcast, your ultimate source of uncensored information on women's pelvic health. In this podcast, you will hear from health practitioners, holistic healers, nutrition experts, and fitness gurus, in addition to people who have or had suffered from chronic pelvic pain, in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about pelvic floor disorders. About one-third of women suffer from pelvic pain. It's an unspoken epidemic. So many of us have it, yet no one talks about it. However, the mission of this podcast is to break the pelvic pain silence. The conversations are intimate, raw, and completely unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. With education, patience, and the proper tools and techniques, pelvic pain can be overcome. Hi guys, welcome back to the Women's Pelvic Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Matluck. I'm a holistic health and wellness coach, and I have had chronic pelvic pain for many years. I just started this podcast this month, which is perfect timing actually, because May happens to be Pelvic Pain Awareness Month. And the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because pelvic pain is a complex topic, and explaining it to people is difficult and overwhelming, but it is an important issue that really everyone should know about. So I wanted to spread awareness and education on pelvic pain and approach this topic in a way that would make sense to those who are not familiar with it and provide comfort and advice to those who do suffer from it. So as the guests on this podcast will include a wide range of health practitioners, holistic healers, pelvic pain experts. I also am going to have guests on the podcast who have actually experienced pelvic pain themselves. Uh, I thought that this would be a fantastic way for the audience to hear individual stories and be able to, you know, connect and relate closely to others. So on the podcast today is a friend of mine, Julia, who I actually had not seen for a while until we happened to run into each other at the pelvic floor physical therapy place that we both go to. So I reached out to her last night and asked her if she would be on the podcast today and, uh, you know, just to share her story and discuss pelvic pain. So here she is. Julia, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Great. Yeah. Hi, I'm Julia. Uh, as Hannah said, we hadn't seen each other in a while and it was kind of just like a metaphor for pelvic pain that we both didn't know each other had it until we physically saw each other at the, the uh, physical therapy office. Um, I think pelvic pain is something a lot of women suffer from, but probably don't even realize that it is an issue in itself and no one talks about it and I think it's great that you're doing this because I know I'm super open about it but the reaction whenever I talk about it from people who don't suffer from it is wow I had no idea this existed and then people who do suffer from it saying oh my god I have the same thing I didn't even realize that this was something that I could fix. I know it really is unbelievable how few people are familiar with this issue I mean, I think about it 
every day, you know, how prominent of a problem it is and how it really just goes so unacknowledged and unrecognized. And it really becomes so apparent to me when I bring up the conversation of pelvic pain with someone and they have no idea what I'm talking about, which is not their fault, but it is our responsibility to educate them. A few days ago, I was telling a coworker about the podcast and So, you know, I obviously told him I have pelvic pain and I started this podcast on it and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, bone pain sounds horrible. And I was just like, no, it's not bone pain. It's a bit different than that. But anyways, you get the point. So here we are and hopefully we will be able to accomplish our mission. Yeah, and I think the fact that it's like, you know, rooted in a woman's vagina and that area that people are uncomfortable talking about it because they assume that it's like this intimate, you know, thing that shouldn't be talked about and should be like all hush-hush, but what's different than like if I had a wrist issue or anything else? I could not agree more, and it really is just so important to talk about it. And for anyone who doesn't know myself or Julia, we are both incredibly open and vocal people. Yeah, and I'd rather be an overshare where... Definitely an overshare. (laughs) Like, especially just because I feel when I overshare, it makes people more comfortable to open up about what they're going through just because they're like, oh, like, if she's so blasé and open about, like... I agree. It's fine yeah 100 percent. so i'm like happy to just answer all like i really get into like q a sessions i with, love q a <laughs> with like people i've met like 10 seconds oh before. yeah me too <laughs> me too i told i told julia when when she walked in here a few minutes ago i was like you know the other day i was telling someone about my issues and he told me that i should ease into the topic slower <laughs> And I was like, sorry, but that's just not possible with me. (laughs) I just also think that, like, that's... Maybe we'll get into that later. Like, just men's reaction Uh to it, which is some often horrible. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I feel like that's later. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so can you tell us what your pelvic pain has been like? I'm going to be 23 soon i am a freelance video editor uh born and raised in new york come from a very open family and i guess that's what makes me comfortable and um even with this really open-minded family who talks about everything and shares everything it took me a really long time and actually my family doesn't really know mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. just because it's never come up they know about other like issues I have with like I have polycystic ovaries so like that's something that I found out when I was much younger and that's the first time I went to a gynecologist when I was like 13 which is before you know most people start going so my mom knows about those issues. What what are polycystic ovaries? So my ovaries are covered in like thousands of little cysts. Uh-huh. So it's not big ones that rupture and cause pain. So it's much harder to diagnose. I had one of the ones that ruptured. Yeah. I thought I was dying. Yeah. So mine is just thousands of little small ones uh-huh. that um, inhibit estrogen production. Mm-hmm. So 
the reason I discovered it was it was I, I lied not 13 I was around like 15 and I still hadn't had my period and it I was very thin so my mom was thinking maybe that was it but my mom also had PCOS so she mm-hmm. was like let's go get it checked. oh it's PCOS yeah okay I, I know what PCOS is yeah so um uh we went to a gynecologist and they were like yeah you have they did an ultrasound and they saw my ovaries covered in these cysts so I had to go on birth control when I was that young, way before I was sexually active, because uh-huh. they needed to get my body producing more estrogen. So I had like a surplus of testosterone, so that's why I wasn't getting my period or anything like that. Got it. So PCOS stands for polycystic, polycystic ovaries syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's normally like a feature of PCOS, and how mm-hmm. people realize it is. If you're heavy and you have like excess body hair because you have too much testosterone and you're like, as a woman, your estrogen levels aren't where they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they notice it. But I didn't have that at all. I was underweight and right. just had like normal body hair. Right. But my mom had it and it's pretty genetic. So uh-huh. she was she was like, let's get it checked out. And then a few years later, we realized my sister had it too. But hers was not as severe as mine because she had her period. So that's why they like mm-hmm. never went to go check it out. But this is kind of like what had me started in, you know, going to like gynecologists often and yeah. all the time. And when I was that age, I wasn't having pelvic pain issues because my pelvic pain is related to sex and intercourse, like mm-hmm. insertion. Um, and at that age I wasn't having sex. So nothing was wrong other than the PCOS. So I knew that was an issue. So that was kind of what would be brought up. Um, Then as I got older and, you know, when they go to the gynecologist, they're like, oh, any pain, anything weird, any bleeding, anything like that. I was like, well, yeah, like sex is pretty painful. And they were like, oh, they were kind of blaming it on the PCOS. Um, And that still might be a part of it, but they kind of were just like brushing off my concerns as being related to that. So Mm -hmm. it was like every time I went to the gynecologist, anything I had to say, they were thinking about it in terms of my PCOS and not just, you know, something being wrong. So for years I would go and I, they would be like, Oh, do you like have any pain during intercourse? And I would be like, yeah. And they would be like, oh, you know, like, let's, let's see how you feel next time. And I would be going like once every six months also because I'm from Staten Island, but haven't lived in Staten Island in five years. I was living in Manhattan. Now I'm living in Brooklyn. So I wasn't, it was just hard to get back to my gynecologist because I didn't want to take the ferry. Like it's so close, but it was just, I was in college and so busy. It wasn't like the first thing on my mind. Uh, And every time I went and was like, oh no, this like something's not right I'm in pain they would be like let's see how you feel next time so it just kept getting pushed off and nothing until nothing was getting better nothing was getting better and in the beginning I was like you know sex hurts at first like maybe I just am not used to it right and then I was having more and more sex and nothing was getting better but still somehow in my mind I was like oh let just keep trying just keep trying like maybe it'll get better. And Mm -hmm. then there was a point where I was just like, this, this isn't getting better. It's not like I just have had sex once, you know, and like, it's still going to be painful. Like I was doing everything possible 
and nothing was working Mm -hmm. and there's like so I would also like bleed after sex and Mm -hmm. it would be like I'm not talking like light pain during sex I'm talking like excruciating like shut your mind off and just kind of like try to detach from your body because it felt like somebody was shoving like a broom handle inside of my vagina just Uh like not like sharp like a knife but just like you know unbearable unbearable pain pain. and i would also not every time but like sometimes like bleed after just because it was like hurting so much so one time i was having sex and i just like gushing blood fountain of blood onto this guy and he was like oh. did anything yes yeah, so, no keep going but did anything like make you bleed more or no versus there was, not there was nothing that was like linking the blood right like sex was excruciating every time but i wasn't bleeding every time right so the guy was like i don't want to freak you out but like you're bleeding a lot he was like do you think you just got your period mm-hmm. and i was like i looked down and it was just like a sea of blood and it wasn't like women will know like you know how period blood at first is like dark and like there's not that much this was not that this like red blood this was like as if you got a cut on your arm yeah very liquidy just like blood Blood. this is very disturbing yeah but yeah so he was like oh do you think you just got your period and i was like i had like had my period like the week before so there was no way i got it i'm on birth control i have been for right so it's no way that it was my period and it was very clearly not my period right and i lost so much blood i don't freak out over blood so it was like i actually just lost so much blood at once that i got super lightheaded and nauseous and i like ran to my kitchen to get water and i like fell and i was just like sitting like feeling like i was gonna pass out and he was like pouring water on me and like giving me water to drink and he was like actually really great about it but he was like yeah maybe something's wrong <laughs> I'm like yeah something's wrong so i had been like putting off this bleeding right again in my mind i was like oh maybe it's because i haven't like i'm an open person i was having a lot of sex like, yeah it's not like this was because i hadn't had enough sex and that was kind of my last straw to be like i need to do something about this and maybe you weren't you didn't know anyone else who had the problem because yeah no and no one and it was kind of like also being and like a self-proclaimed advocate for like women's sexuality and women being open mm-hmm. about sex it actually acted in like the opposite way where I felt like I just needed to be talking about like having really good sex because I wanted to like promote other women to be like open about their sexuality yeah. and open to talking to it so I was kind of just like talking about it, but not in the right way. I was just like, oh my God, like you need to do this. You need to put yourself out there. You know, I was just right. kind of like promoting being comfortable with your sexuality. But I was never saying like, oh, but I'm actually not enjoying it. It's excruciating. Yeah. Because I felt like that was like not part of what my message was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, people to be like more open and more willing and if I was like, oh, this is excruciating, then it was kind of like not what I thought would be helpful. But now I think that's totally wrong. Yeah. So nobody had ever like said anything like, oh, I have pain all the time. You know, it's just I think women who are open about their sexuality, like the first thing to do is just be open about it and how much you're having and who you're having it with. So it's kind and of how good it is, even yeah. though most of the time it probably really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was just kind of like 
I was like surrounding myself with people who were also open about it and we were all just like, oh, it's great. But it wasn't for me. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So finally I went to, it was the next day actually after this blood incident because I was like. How long ago was this? This was probably like a year ago now. Okay. Uh, Maybe like a little less than a year ago. Uh, I went to like an emergency gynecologist because I needed to Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go back to Staten Island and I went to this like emergency gynecologist in Brooklyn and she was just the most amazing doctor. She was like, this is not right. This something's wrong. Your pain is valid. And like you would really benefit from going to a pelvic floor therapist. Get out. Yeah. And this is from an emergency gynecologist. Yes. Throughout the past five years, I would say I've been to at least half a dozen very well-known reputable gynecologists who none of which could properly diagnose my pelvic pain. Yeah, it's insane. And the majority of well-known gynecologists don't know what pelvic pain is. I know. So the fact that you went to this emergency clinic in Brooklyn and this doctor on call told you that you were having pelvic pain is incredible. Yeah, thank God she did. Like... That's amazing. Yeah, my gynecologist growing up was, you know, the best. Right. And my mom's like, you can't see anyone else. But so interesting. They brush it off. And I'm sure you understand that. It's like, wow. Yeah. So she was like, you should. I just want to ask, what emergency (laughs) clinic was this? It's, I'll have to look it up. It was in like, it's in Park Slope, I think. And they offer like, it's, it's like a walk-in gynecologist, Uh which is, I think we need more of those. Because I think it's like such an obstacle to find a new gynecologist when you're having like a, a fast issue. Right. And I was like, I love you. Can you be my normal gynecologist? And she was like, that's kind of not what we're here for. <laughs> She's like, I also love you. But maybe like you should find someone who yeah. is understanding of yeah. this. Like, I that's incredible. Been, yeah, she was. I, and I had no idea. I was like, what is a pelvic floor? I, I had the same reaction. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like, right. She's like, yeah, it's because obviously she had like examined me and she was like you have like an abnormally tight pelvic floor your Uh muscles are overdeveloped and like I don't want to diagnose you with anything because that's not what my specialty is but like you're saying like the fact that she even knew that is so much more than most gynecologists who are apparently the best or like yeah they don't know so she recommended um I go to a pelvic floor therapist so Mm -hmm. it actually took me a while because to make an appointment just because it's one of those things that you just like keep pushing off. Don't want to do. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, ugh, I'm busy. I don't want to make an appointment. It's expensive. Yeah. It's just like, I was like, ugh, this is something else. And I was also, I'm like, I have like severe anxiety and depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. So mm-hmm. I'm already going to appointments for all the time. Therapy I felt and the same doctors. way. I'm like, I just can't add another appointment to my I life. I felt right the now. exact same way. Yeah. I had a gynecologist um, before the one that I'm seeing now who told me that I should go to pelvic floor physical therapy. And I actually completely brushed her off. And I was like, oh, physical therapy. I don't need that. I'm not going to go. Exactly your response. Like, I just, I don't need another appointment in my schedule for the week. Like, I have enough things and appointments and doctors. And this is just not necessary. But I think when it gets to the point where there's no other solution, then you realize like you're not getting better and you have to do something. And like physical therapy actually is a good option. Yeah. It was just like, 
I, and it's like also unfortunate that like a lot of physical therapy happens during like normal office hours. Yeah. I freelance, so I could make an appointment in the middle of the day, but I understand for some people that's like Mm -hmm. hard to just be like, I have to commit once a week to an appointment in like the middle of my work day. You know, that's hard. But I also think it's really important that you set time aside to like, if you are having these problems, fix it. A hundred percent. Like, especially for me, because it wasn't all the time pain, Mm -hmm. it was easier to push off because Mm -hmm. I was like not thinking about it every day, all day long. I was just like, oh, you know what? Maybe it'll get better. I kept convincing myself that it would just get better on its own. Yeah. But years went by. Wasn't getting better. Yeah. So then I finally just kind of like did some Googling and found the therapist that we were going to uh-huh. and like such just like changed everything. Yeah. I'm so happy that I went. Um, I'm not going now because I kind of like did physical therapy and she said like you're at how, a- how long did you go for? Probably like three months. Once, once a week. A week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for me she was like so you i'm very happy you came like you're somebody you're kind of like the perfect candidate for Mm -hmm. pelvic floor physical therapy because i had like an overdeveloped like muscle Mm -hmm. in my pelvic floor i like my vagina was too tight and it wasn't like insanely like tight that i was never gonna get better but the issue was because it was painful at first, I had kind of trained myself yeah. to expect pain and tighten up and just like, it was excruciating. And yeah. half of the physical therapy was her like, you know, working my pelvic floor and stretching it and, you know, getting used to that. Did but it hurt when she was doing physical therapy? Yeah. Like excruciating hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the other half was me retraining my body to relax yeah because the first time i went when she was like about to start examining me i didn't even notice but she was like look how tense you your whole body just got right the fact that i'm like even gonna like touch you yeah yeah because i my body had just like learned to expect so much pain during intercourse that i just like and you didn't know any other anything yeah, else. Yeah, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. So a lot of it was her making me realize that like I needed to just like breathe and relax and you know just calm down. Mm-hmm. And so it was also physical therapy in that way where I was kind of retraining my reaction to something entering my vagina. Right. So like it also taught me to just like be more aware of my body and. So it really, really helped me. Um, I've kind of fallen out of my own physical therapy mm-hmm. where like I'm supposed to do exercises to like stretch my vagina and They relax. gave you the, uh, a dilator. The dilators, yeah, thank which you. Which is like essentially a silicone dildo. dildo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which is just like, you know, I, I do it, but I like definitely need to do it more often. But sometimes it's just like, you don't want to just like lay on your bed and stick this like thing inside plastic. of you. Plastic. <laughs> and just like. Blue piece of plastic. Yeah. And just like stretch out your vagina because. No, like, definitely easy to put that off. Yeah, it's easy to not do that. It's like, it doesn't feel good. It's <laughs> no. like just annoying. Yeah. So I know I need to do that again yeah. or go back to physical therapy for me, it's 
um, just kind of like keeping up with it. That is like my going to be my biggest help. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it, yeah, it definitely like improved so much. Like, so like sex is much less painful now. Yes. I'm at the point where like no brooms are being shoved inside of me. Like, okay. I'm happy to hear yeah. that. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it's a little painful. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh-huh. And it totally depends on like my mood. Yeah. Really, because like, if I'm not super into it and I'm just like, whatever about yeah. the person I'm having sex with, like, I'm not going to want to like really like breathe and be like myself out and like calm myself and everything. And one thing I just learned is that like, I have to use a lot of lubes. Like it's just not going to fit, you know, like it's just something that I need to do to help me. But like, you don't always like have lube on you, you know? So that's something that also is like a, barricade that mm-hmm. it's like i need to use and also that. you don't want to like if you're having sex with someone for the first time you don't want to like whip out like yeah. unnecessary amounts of lube yeah. it's <laughs> like awesome. sorry i have issues <laughs> yeah but like it's actually not an issue i feel like yeah. everyone should use lube like why not i listened yeah. to this other podcast and they created this brand of lube that's like coconut oil based and it has stevia and it's like make it taste good and they're like it's literally for anyone in the world like this just makes sex better yeah and I think there's this like bad lube should not be taboo. Yeah. Why is why lube taboo? it's just like, I don't, I mean, for some reason it's kind of like, Oh, like something wrong is wrong with, with the girl. Yes. If you need lubricant, but like, why? I agree. That's not true. Yeah. It's not true no. at all. Like, regardless of whether you if anything like, is something wrong with the guy yeah that like because they're I'm not, not really in the mood yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know they have enough there's enough pressure on men yeah. during sex too yeah that it's just i agree like, there's just too much pressure on everyone so i mean i get like i will tell people and i'll be like hey i it's something i kind of try to bring up before sex just so that it's not like we're there and i'm like well, uh, yeah. here we are. But so, like, I'll, how how would you bring this up? Here's the tricky part. Wait, and yeah, and then I also have one quick question: Does the no. pain level depend on the size of the penis? No, God, that it. was something she asked me, uh-huh. and it's doesn't full matter. Spectrum full spectrum was just pain. got it. Like a little variance, obviously. Yeah. Just like, like if the penis was huge, it yeah. probably really hurt. Yeah. That's just like, I think with anyone, uh-huh. like there's going to be that, but it wasn't like only dependent on Got that. it. It was just really anything going in there was just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm super open about my sexuality and pretty much all the people I have sex with are also really open about their sexuality. I'm like involved in like, you know, like pansexual communities in New mm-hmm. York and everything like that. So everybody is like really open to talking about right. um, everything. So with them, it's something like really easy to bring up. I'll yeah. just be like, hey, like I actually have pelvic floor issues. Like my vagina is too tight. We like are going to need to use lube. And they're like, cool, great. Yeah. You know, not no even big an deal. issue. But then when it's somebody that isn't in this like, very open like yeah pansexual no boundaries we're doing everything you know community 
sometimes I'll bring it up even to people I'm not having sex with just because I'm like an oversharer and (laughs) I'm just going to talk about something that's like a big part of my life. I'll say it and like the worst reaction is guys being like, ooh, your vagina's too tight. I'm like, that's fucking gross. (gasps) Like, that's so annoying. so vile. Like, I'm talking about this thing that causes me so much pain and like was such an issue in my life and you're turning it into this like, ooh, like, you know, tight little girl. Like, that's so gross and, like, just ignorant and everything. That's awful. That. Yeah. So that's always, like, something that mm-hmm. if I talk about it and they have that reaction, I'm like, I'm never having sex with you. You're gross. So it's kind of like, <laughs> bye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Like, Ooh, dodge that bullet. <laughs> but, like, then it turns into... I have to be like, well, that's not the only issue. It's not yeah. just that my vagina is too tight. It's I have an overdeveloped pelvic floor. And then that's kind of where like I open a discussion about it. And then we enter a full Q&A. Uh, so it's helpful because like then people learn. And sometimes I'm in a group with women. And like a few times a guy friend has been like, oh, my God, actually one of my other female friends has the same issue. You should talk to them about it. And oh, like, that's fi- that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. happened a few times. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so great that yeah. other people are talking about it and mm-hmm. being open with it. But it is, like, a weird thing to bring up just because there is that taboo about, like, needing lube and, like, needing to just, like, need, like, relax. And, you know, yeah, people are... I've been kind of lucky and it hasn't really been like anything that really is like, you know, stops anything Mm -hmm. or like people are horrible to me about besides the weird, gross, like (laughs) tight vagina stuff, which is just horrible. But yeah, I guess, I mean, it's definitely something that as open as I am, like if I'm talking in a group about it with people I know, like, whatever, they're my friends or, like, they're just random people I'm not going to have sex with, like, I'll just freely talk about it. But if it's kind of, like, I've met somebody and we haven't talked about it and then we, like, go to have sex, like, sometimes they're extra aware and they'll just keep being, like, does that hurt? Are you okay? And it's, like, great that they're doing that. Uh, but some people get too self-conscious uh-huh. and, like, you know, are just, like, stepping on glass or like I don't want to like hurt you or anything. and it's excessive yeah uh-huh. but that's at least like them being considerate and that's great rather than right. you know ignoring it but there are times when I just don't tell the person at all mm-hmm. and it's just like painful and yeah it's whatever and then it, like I feel like it would make the situation more stressful so like the pain would be worse yeah because I'm like not comfortable yeah. enough with them to share this and like some people might be like, well, if you're not comfortable enough to share that, why are you having sex with them? But right. like, that's I not always the case. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't, I don't have that viewpoint. I yeah. think that like, you know, you don't have to be in love with every single person you have sex with and want to share every yeah. detail of your life. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times if it's like somebody I don't really know that well, I just like won't tell them. Yeah. And it's just kind of, that's when it is more painful. You're right. It's mm-hmm. just like, I'm, whatever right and it's like another issue that like I like enjoy it's like a power thing about sex so like half the time it doesn't even matter if it feels good but that's like a whole fucking other thing yeah am I I allowed to curse yeah I don't care (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but it's definitely like something that is not 
just like, oh, uh, my ankle hurts. You know, it, yeah, it's more it complicated. Be, it really should be just like, you know, it's the same thing like with mental illness where mm-hmm. people just don't want to talk about it at all because there's so much stigma surrounding it and like people don't think it's legitimate. I feel like that's kind of the same with pelvic pain because people don't know enough about it and a lot of people don't even know that it's a thing. So it'll just be like, oh, I don't really know the extent of it. And some people will be like, oh, whatever. Like, maybe you're just having sex with people with huge penises and that's why it hurts. My friend told me the other day that she actually reached out to me after she listened to this podcast. And she was like, we were talking about the issues that we both have. And she was saying that it all started when she first, or one of the reasons, one of the situations that, um, like triggered her whole pelvic pain be- and realizing that she had pelvic pain was when she first put a tampon in and it was really painful and her doctor told her that she wasn't putting it in right. Yeah. Like, there's only one way to put a tampon in. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm putting it in right. Like, yeah. if that hurts, how, how the fact that a doctor could dismiss that and like try and tell you that you're not putting a tampon in right, like, but it is. It's the fact that so many doctors and so many people in the medical field just dismiss pelvic pain as like it being in a woman's head, which is unfortunate. That's like a whole thing. A whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. My pelvic floor therapist told me, she's like, yes, your vagina is very tight, but like, it's not as bad as some people. She's like, some people I even try to put a Q-tip in and like, it's excruciating. Yeah. And I'm really lucky that that's not me and that like tampons are fine, but I do have to like stop and breathe before I put a tampon. Yeah. And yeah, it's because I think that's just like an issue with anything people have with pain Mm -hmm. is that a lot of the time you're not believed about the intensity of the pain and especially with women and relating to like something that is like a vagina. Men don't have them and they'll, you know, they just can't understand what it's like just as I don't understand what it's like to have a penis. Yeah. I will never know. And if somebody's trying to describe a certain pain associated with a penis, you I just know. won't know. Yeah. And that's okay, you know. But people, like, trying to describe pain like that, especially to a man who just doesn't know and has no experience with it, it's easy for them to be like, oh, is it that bad? Like, or maybe you're just, like, kind of doing it to yourself. It's or, so like, frustrating because, like, you yeah. want them to understand. You want people to understand how you feel, but, like, mm. can't put the pain. <laughs> you can't give them the pain. Yeah, like, you don't want you don't to. Want to yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just hard to. And then, like, you, when somebody's telling you that it's not that bad or, like, check in next time or let's see how it goes. You kind of get that same mindset Mm -hmm. of like, Oh, maybe next time it'll be better. Or, you know, if a medical professional is like, and the thing is like, my doctor wasn't even bad. It's not like she was like, you're making this up or anything. It was just kind of like, let's see next time. Let's see next time. So even me having not a bad doctor still made me have this mindset of like, oh, let me see next time. So I can't imagine what it would be like to have a gynecologist who just completely dismissed it and was like, you're making this up. Like, Mm -hmm. that would be so horrible because then you would convince yourself that. The difference between what you experience and what I experience is that I, like, I have constant 
discomfort that's like burning and I mean I talked about this on the other two episodes but like constant burning and itching and it's much better now but I kind of just am always like aware of my vagina like every second of the day it's like I feel discomfort and it's not bad it's manageable like I can focus in my day-to-day life it's not completely debilitating like it was a while ago Mm -hmm. but it's like I'm always aware and the thing with me is that when I have sex it's not more I don't have excruciating pain with sex and I don't I don't really have any additional pain with sex but it's the fact that like I don't really want to have sex because I don't feel 100% comfortable there. Like that area, my vagina feels like it doesn't feel like right. So I'm like, I don't want there to be a penis in my vagina because like I don't feel 100%. And even if I did have sex, like it, it feels fine. It doesn't hurt. I'm not in pain. It might make my symptoms a smidge worse, but not really. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem that is like that I have is that it's still it's still uncomfortable like talking about it with guys mm-hmm. I don't really like I don't have I'm not having sex that often but bringing it up I feel like you I at least I feel when I bring it up that like a guy is going to think that something's like wrong with you or like there's going to be this bit you have this big problem or like mm. you have like some sort of like disease or yeah. like sickness or like like and then it's it's like hard because I'm like, how do I... Pr- and as we talked about earlier, like we're both very open people and I yeah. have no problem talking about this with anyone, whether it's like friends, family, stranger, or a guy I meet for the first time. Like, I don't care. But then I think about it and I'm like, am I being too aggressive about this? Like, am I making it sound like I have some sort of like crazy, serious problem? Yeah. I mean, it, it it is a serious problem, but it's not like, you know we're functioning humans yeah. like we live a, a good life and and so it's like how do you address the topic in a way that like at least in a way where you feel like you're not scaring someone away or scaring a guy away but at the same time allowing them to like understand your situation it's really difficult yeah especially with just like guys don't ever want to talk about vaginas no in any sense other than sex. No. Like, there's so much happening in a vagina, and, like, that's very normal. And, like you said, like, if, you know, you say you have... When I say, like, I have issues with my vagina, sometimes I'll say that. Like, some people might just think, like, ew, gross. Like, I don't want to know what, like, gross disease is going on in there. And it's like, that's not it at all. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) no, I don't have an STD. Like, I don't have fucking AIDS. Excuse me, like... Even if you did? Yeah, like, even if I did, but, like, I don't. You're like, not, like, a leper that can't be touched. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, like, that's why I'm so happy that you're doing this, and that's why I was like, I would love to come. Is Thank you. I think is really just people don't know anything about it, so anytime somebody hears, like, vaginal issues, they're thinking, like, they just, like, immediately, like, get grossed out and have, like, this visceral, like, grossed-out reaction, and... Like, they need, I think people just need to know that this is a thing that exists and it's not, like, something you can catch. (laughs) Like, it's an issue with, like, you know. Yeah, you're not going to, the man man isn't going to get a tight pelvic floor (laughs) because the woman he's having sex with has it. Yeah, like, like, 
And for me, then I feel like I have to. So like, don't worry, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it can't be transferred. But then it's bad almost the way I go about it. And I should kind of stop where I just kind of I'm like, no, it has nothing. It's it's muscles. It's just muscles. You uh-huh. know? Where then I kind of make it seem as if it wasn't muscles, then it would be something that they should be concerned about, mm-hmm. which isn't true. Yeah. But it's kind of like an easy way to just like stop their grossness right off the bat. I'm just like, oh, no, it has to do with like my muscles and the walls, you know, like it's right. nothing else. But that's also bad because if it is something else, that's also okay, okay and not something that you know, should be looked down upon. I just don't think anybody knows anything about this. And really, like, the only, like, time men are aware of, like, women's health issues are, like, STDs and pregnancy. Like, that's I know. And And still, like, a baseline of those two issues. Still nothing. They don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, huge stigma against STDs, too. Like... So many of them are, like, such a non-issue, symptomless. Most people have STDs. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone go get checked. You probably have an STD. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 9 out of 10, you have one. (laughs) Like, if you're not using condoms, which we should all just be better about. You have an STD. You have an STD. Go to a doctor. You could just take one pill and it goes away. Yeah. So there's also this, like, huge stigma about just, like, anything being wrong with Regarding women's health, like uh-huh. pe- guys just immediately don't want to be involved at all. They're like, that's gross. Ew, I don't want to know what's happening down there. Yeah. But like, what? You Wake up. Yeah. Wake up. That's. This is like, it's like, it, it's just like this open part of your body that has like its own pH balance and like its own whole like. Life. Yeah. And they want to be around it so much, but then they don't want to talk about it at all i know even like my best friends are guys Mm -hmm. and even with them i have to like kind of force them to listen to me about it just because it's just such a like a visceral reaction to just be like oh vagina issue i don't want to hear about it but like even they like take a second to think and be like no you're right i want to hear like what's happening my best friends are girls and Mm. they know what i've been going through for like years and after listening to this podcast they were like oh wow so like (laughs) this is what you were really going through and i'm like you have a vagina like what is like like, you know it's just it's when you don't feel something yourself Mm -hmm. you don't get it yeah which is understandable like someone could have i don't know like chronic a different type of chronic pain and like yeah. we just wouldn't understand because yeah, i would never we didn't, know we didn't have it mm-hmm. but i also just had this crazy epiphany that well listen we all have like egos <laughs> i obviously have an ego yeah. and so like when i meet a guy like i don't want them to think that there's anything wrong with me like yeah no one's perfect but like we all want to <laughs> be as close to perfect as yeah. possible so like i don't want to meet someone and then have to start telling them that i have problems um yeah. But then here I am, like, with this podcast telling the entire world that I have problems, yeah. that we all have problems. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I, like, found it so interesting because I'm like, why do I have such an issue with telling men that, like, something is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But 
I clearly don't have an issue with telling people that something's wrong with me because yeah. I'm sharing everything with everyone. It's, I think it's like, it's, I think it's like an, imp- like the first impression. Like if you yeah. like someone and you're like making this impression mm. or like maybe they're, I, I don't know. And it's receiving that like immediate judgment. A hundred percent. Like here, you're obviously speaking to people who are familiar with the issue and you know, anything they say like me or like the, the medical professionals obviously know way more about it than I do. Right. And you know that it's like a place of like sharing and education rather right. than like some guy in a dark place with loud music when you're like, I have a vaginal issue. <laughs> you know? It's just different. Yeah. And like, this is great because we can like flesh out everything. No pun intended, but like, <laughs> We didn't say, like, this is what I'm experiencing in this context. And, like, uh-huh. here's the science behind it, blah, 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 all the stuff where, like, men, uh, you know, I don't want to, I'm not saying, like, men as if, like, I hate all men. Right. We know? love men. I love men. My, I have yeah, amazing men are amazing men in my life. Uh-huh. I, like, not, not being, I know, agree. We're not trying to shit on men yeah, here. at all. It's just, like, something they don't understand yeah. because they don't have a vagina and yeah. that's not their fault and and we can't do anything about yeah, that unfortunately i can't but it's it's not only with men though yeah which something i feel like you are familiar with is like my even my best female friends like i'll say these things and they'll be like yeah well sex hurts all the time that's just like a thing and you're like and no. i'm like two years ago i would have been like yeah that's, yeah. that's life you know sex is just excruciating this is right just how it is um i kind of would have been like yeah yeah it hurts but like whatever but now i'm realizing like that's so not normal and like i think that's something it all has so has to do with just like ugh, i'm just gonna get into it yeah. just like the patriarchy i know yeah whenever i say that word people are just like immediately uh-huh. like uh that's like crazy feminist bitch but it's just harmful to everyone it's like makes you know women's pleasure such a second yeah uh, you know priority during sex like think about it like i don't know anybody really in the world that like if a girl like orgasmed and was done it would be like okay yeah we're done here nope never never and so it's just kind of for me it was like I was doing this like subservient thing where it was like it was good sex if the guy enjoyed it mm-hmm. and that's so wrong and that's just like some a whole big issue it's just it was tied to my pelvic pain yeah because I was like whatever it was excruciating for me but like they enjoyed it so the sex was good mm-hmm. but like that's not what it is it should be like this reciprocal situation but that's not how it is and it's just like harmful to men too because then they feel like they have to like perform in this certain way and like you know like if they can't stay hard then it's like the failure of all time you know like it's just harmful to everyone yeah. involved it really is yeah it's i just- feel like so many people think it's that's normal it's actually not normal like yeah a girl should have an orgasm just as often as a guy can and i yeah. actually read something the other day that's like it's not harder for a girl to have an orgasm. It's just the fact that we're conditioned to think that we're not supposed to have one as often. Yeah. There's like this whole bullshit. Like, like why? Oh, well, like maybe you just can't. Like some no. guys say that and it's like, 
No, I can. I can, yeah. <laughs> I very much can. <laughs> so it was so tied to my pain because I was like, oh, I. it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. It doesn't matter that I'm having pain as long as like the guy enjoyed themselves, mm-hmm. which for me to say that is so, like, I can't even imagine how other women feel because I'm like such an empowered woman, right. you know, like... I'm all for sexuality and like women getting what they want, but like even I couldn't, you know, vocalize. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that it's so hard for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, like, my friends who are not as open with their sexuality, which is like totally fine, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody can be their own way about it. I'm not saying everyone should be as like vocal to strangers about like what's (laughs) happening. Yeah. Um, Even they, like, still a lot of them now like even after I've gone through all this stuff or just like, yeah, sex hurts. Like I think a lot of the times we're just like there for it. Do you think that they have pelvic pain too? Or you think that they just like Both. don't know what they're talking about? I think a lot of them do have pelvic pain uh-huh. because I think, I mean, I don't know anything about the statistics of it or anything. I'm sure other people. Can... I think it's one third in every, of every woman has pelvic pain. I would believe that. Yeah. And I of would some say, form. I would say like, two percent do something about it yeah which is insane and people i'm very close with i think have pelvic pain and don't do anything about it it's just kind of this normal like whatever sex is fine i'm there Mm -hmm. they had a good time you know it's yeah it's which is sad Mm -hmm. like it's that's it's not the way it's supposed to be yeah even me this like empowered open like person was is was just in pain but now when you have sex like is it much more enjoyable like are you like wow i can't believe i felt this way or like what is your how has your mentality shifted it's or has it not shifted i don't know no so it's definitely way better yeah right now i'm at a point where it's not excruciating and like i'm not sometimes like there's no pain right you know which is really great great yeah but for me i'm just like you know, and I think this is maybe just something overall, but I don't mm-hmm. want to make any like overarching mm-hmm. assumptions for me and most of my friends. And I think most of the population actual intercourse penetration mm-hmm. for a woman is like not the best part of sex. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. Um, some women can have like vaginal orgasms. I can't. I cannot. No. Um, I think most people can't, and I think can or can't can't can't. Did I say can? No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I agree, can't. can't. Yeah. Um, and I think that for most, women, and that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. And I think for most women, inner like penetration intercourse, mm-hmm. that actual part is just kind of like something that happens. Yeah. And you know, maybe I'm really wrong in that. No, and, I think like, you're actually a hundred percent right. Yeah, I mean. I'm not saying everyone because I'm there are people who have uh-huh. vaginal orgasms and there are people who like love penetration mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But like for me, I do it. Not I don't want to say I do it because that sounds like super like rapey that I'm yeah. just like <laughs> letting this happen to me. No, you know, it's like, part of it, it's but it's part, not the best part of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So for you. And I, I happen to feel the same way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I'm lucky that I'm in this like super open sexual community that Mm -hmm. they're kind of mostly the people I've sex with. And I really, I haven't had like random sex with like a person I meet out in like a really long time. Yeah. 
with like maybe not even since my pelvic floor issues yeah um maybe a few i don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe a few but like i just i'm really at this point in my life like unwilling to have like just shitty sex Mm -hmm. with like people who don't care about my pleasure and are just gonna like stick it in me come and then like it's over i 100 percent agree just, and like if you have really good sex with someone who like you're not that into like you actually could be a hundred times more yeah. into them because you're like wow they actually like know how to like please a woman yeah instead of just being this self-centered ignorant guy excuse me that was really aggressive <laughs> no, <laughs> i just like it's a really sensitive subject is, for me because i'm just like yeah. i don't understand why don't guys know like it's not that hard to what don't <laughs> Yeah, you're you're actually more probably way more open like in the moment than I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, guys, like you have to tell them yeah. like what's up because and like I a think, lot of them don't know. And it's yeah. actually hard to tell them. It is. I think that's also a huge issue. So like I think some of the time it is some guys just don't care. And yeah. Just like whatever. I I finished. I have a good time. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's the majority of guys who are having sex where the woman isn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Because I would say like a lot of women aren't enjoying sex, but mm-hmm. aren't talking about it. I think a lot of the time it's like the guy just doesn't even know what they're not doing or should be doing different because it's really hard to vocalize like your needs, especially as a woman, because like we, it's sex is still like this weird, like patriarchal yeah. subservient thing where it's like, we're here to please the man. Yeah. Which it's not even like a person to person case. That's just kind of like society and like porn, which is so horrible. Like, I mean, I love porn, but I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's where most of our sex education comes in America, which is a disaster. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no. I mean, maybe like a niche you have to go into the category is like woman finishing. Like you literally have to (laughs) search that or they're just faking it. You know? So, it's or you just, have to like watch lesbian porn. Yeah, which most of the time they're <laughs> not lesbians. It's just like So again it's fake. Yeah, again they're fake. Yeah. So it's just like this whole thing where it's like men's pleasure, men finishing, like once the guy comes, like the porn's over. Yeah. Very rarely are they like, Oh, now let me go down on you until you finish like that's a category. Like the fact it that you is. have to like seek that. And out. then you have to tell them to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're not, if they're not willingly going to do it, then you have to tell them. It's like, yeah. fuck, really? Now you're just making me tell you? Yeah. Like, thanks. It's just like this horrible thing where it's like, it's like no one's fault. Yeah. But it's everyone's fault. You know, I just, there's times when I'm having sex where I'm just like, this isn't even worth it for me to vocalize yeah. what I need because I know I'm not going to get it. And I'm, yeah. So sometimes I'm just like, whatever like yeah. you came I don't care like I don't yeah I'm just not gonna get what I need out of this and that's okay it mm-hmm. was like I'm trying to not make this seem like I'm just like being raped and like just no I know. Thing, you know and like not every time you have sex it's gonna be amazing and yeah, like not we all. all know that but it's just like why is there such a divide between men's pleasure and women's pleasure yeah so that it's like women don't want to speak up or like don't even know what they need Mm -hmm. or because you know sometimes you don't know what you need and like i don't know what i'm gonna enjoy it's not like my taste in food right like sometimes like you know 
I don't know what I need, so I can't vocalize, like, mm-hmm. what I want or what, like, needs to happen. In that specific moment. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the times I'm just like, whatever, not worth it. I'm not going to talk yeah. about it. Um, so I get that, like, guys don't understand, like, that they're not doing something right or that they're not doing what they need to do just because, like, women won't speak up about mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. it's... I think, we gotta speak up. Yeah, I think just women need to speak up in general. I think women need to and men actually like it. Yeah, like like they like everyone. they 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 don't they're not gonna be like oh fuck you you yeah. told me what to do like I think they'll actually listen and like they'll probably do it and they'll probably like it's it will turn them on honestly yeah, they'll be like all right she's less, like telling me what she wants like yeah, and it's less stress for them because there's also so much pressure on men to just like know what to do what to do and just be like rock hard the whole time where it's like. You've been drinking all night. Like, yeah. you probably did some coke. Like, yeah. It's okay. And, like, uh-huh. uh, that's like a whole thing, too. You mm-hmm. know, we're kind of veering off topic, but a little it's bit. like, but it's okay. I think it's related. It is related. Because, a, like, the issue with people, one of, I think, the biggest obstacles with pelvic pain is addressing it and yeah. just admitting that you have it and yeah. doing something about it. And that's kind of like with sex, too. It's like, if the biggest thing to changing the way it's happening it's speaking talking up about, about it. it and like being open and realizing that like what's happening isn't okay with pelvic pain but not yeah not like not okay with sex but just like not what's the best you know mm-hmm. and i just think we're just like in this horrible place where like men feel like if they don't stay hard that like it's a sexual failure for them and like it's so embarrassing. Like, whenever it happens to me, like, it happens to everyone. Right. Well, not my penis, but I don't have one. You right. know what I mean? Um, like, I have to, like, talk the guy down for, like, five minutes. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, really, if anything, this is an opportunity for me to enjoy yeah. myself right now. Yeah. Which people don't use that time. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. they're just, like, trying to get themselves hard again. I'm like, hey, this it's is fine. the time where, yeah. like, you can <laughs> Your focus <turn>. on me. <laughs> <laughs> true though <laughs> yeah but i i just feel bad people are like this is so embarrassing like this never happens i'm so sorry like and they just like get so frustrated and worked up and that like makes it the situation even worse i'm mm-hmm. like you know and that's it's just like sexual pressure on everyone and i just feel like everyone needs to like be more vocal about what they need and like more accepting that every like sexual experience is not gonna excuse me look like porn and just like be a guy rock hard just entering you immediately no. yeah. and then just like blasting you full of cum <laughs> like that's just nobody <laughs> wants like I don't want killing that. it with the metaphors <laughs> like <laughs> or really, the, sorry metaphors the, is the wrong word the, look, the visuals, visuals the yeah. visual description like I just don't know like anybody who would enjoy that type of sex and I that's agree. like what we're pressured into doing both from the male side and the female side. So like for me right now with my pelvic pain, I'm just like in a place where I'm just like not doing that, Mm -hmm. which is just, I think healthy for many reasons. Mm -hmm. So is it preventing me from like, you know, putting myself in situations where like I'm going to meet somebody and then like immediately have sex with them? Yes. But I don't want that right now because, right. like, half the time I'm like, that would just be shit sex anyway. anyways. So, like, why do I need to feel pain mm-hmm. to not feel get anything in return and then just, like, never see this person again? So, like, in a weird way, though, do you think that, like, 
I mean, I think that everything happens for a reason and I don't mm-hmm. wish pain upon anyone. And I don't think that like, I don't think that it's a good thing to have pelvic pain or any sort of pain, but I do think at the same time that like, it makes you think more about everything. Like, pelvic pain specifically you're way more in tune with like your body you just put more thought into like your yourself and your sexuality and like who you're having sex with and like how your body feels yeah and that's something self-care as like a whole a whole and like not everyone is like that is is in that in touch with their body so i feel like in a weird and kind of unfortunate way it actually does make you more alert and like conscious of how you're feeling totally i don't I know. mean like i think i would have gone on for longer having shittier sex yeah right then like when it got to the point where i was like gushing blood like uh-huh. you need to change my yeah. body was like stop, stop. yeah <laughs> so yeah like i probably just would have been having like not painful sex because mm-hmm. if i didn't have the pain but just kind of like whatever like right i'm here you're here I didn't really get anything out of this experience, whatever. Yeah. It like made me have to change Mm -hmm. what I was doing and like good thing because Mm -hmm. I was just having like horrible sex where I was just like pain. Like who wants that? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell other people. I'm not going to be like, just stop having shitty sex and like only seek out people you know because that's not but it, it, you know? yeah but it's a th- what you're saying is that like if you have pain with sex or if you have any sort of pelvic pain or any problems related to what we're talking about it's something that can be changed it's not yeah. something that you have to live with yeah like if you are having bad sex like you're not plagued with a life of bad sex yeah you know you can do things that will actually make sex better and Mm -hmm. i know we've been blaming so men for all these issues for the past (laughs) few minutes not trying to do (laughs) yeah which we weren't trying to do (laughs) but i actually just realized i'm like thinking to myself that it is our it's not actually not men's fault it's actually kind of more so our fault as women because we're the ones not vocalizing like Mm. men are very vocal about what feels good for them and like (laughs) everyone knows what what makes a man feel good but like it's the women who haven't been vocal about what makes them feel good Mm. but understandably so you know exactly there's a reason for that i don't want to re then shift all the blame on women. No, <laughs> yeah. no, me neither. Yeah. But like, it's if just, only we're, we were more vocal, yeah. we can be more vocal and we can change that. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand why it's so hard. I know I keep saying this, but like, it's just, I can't imagine what women who are not comfortable talking about their sexuality at all, which is so many, because we're kind of taught to not talk to about not it. To not talk about it. And that it's this like secret thing that like, you can say you're having sex, but like no conversations further than that. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even imagine how hard it would be for somebody to just be like, this doesn't feel good. You yeah. know, I was very drunk the other week. <laughs> I like don't drink anymore. So, me neither. Like, I get like two drinks in me and me I'm too. like making out with everybody <laughs> at the club. So like, it was, um, two weekends ago, I think. I, I'm going to like force my friends to listen to this. Yeah. I don't know if they'll make it this far in, but yeah, was, we're, we're at like an hour, but it's okay. Oh no, it's good. It's good. Um, it's important subject yeah. matter we've been covering. So I was, um, uh, in me and my guy friends took a trip to Pittsburgh for like this party, like whatever, not uh-huh. getting into it. Um, but it was like me and like seven guys, which mm-hmm. 
is I'm comfortable in, but like some people aren't, you right. know, but they like, they're like, oh God, Julia's talking about sex again. <laughs> um, so we all went uh, to Pittsburgh and we were like out at this Pittsburgh bar, college uh-huh. bar. Like imagine these, for those who don't know me, this is not my type of guy. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't meet like guys like at sports bars like that's not me at all like i like very skinny tattooed like all tipster men like who like might have a drug problem you know so me i'm out of my element potential drug problem (laughs) potential drug problem you know um i'm like really not in my element at this bar like the only people i would consider like touching are my friends who i don't want to touch right so i'm just like i got like drunk you know we're all drunk so uh, they were all like, I was like talking about being their wingman all night. And I was like, you know what? If they're getting some, I'm going to get some. So I was like, you know what? Let me like prowl around and like find a guy. <laughs> it was brutal. There was no guys that I was interested in. I would be so screwed. There. It was just like not my environment. You know, like nothing against these guys. Uh-huh. It was just like not for me. Yeah, right. But, you know. You I, found someone. I found someone. You found someone. <laughs> I found someone. And, of course, like, my first thing that I do uh-huh. is, like, he, I'm drunk. I'm like, he needs to pass the test. Uh-huh. So I'm like, hey, come over and meet my friends. Little does he know he's about to meet eight men who are <laughs> six foot two and over and, like, intimidating. You know, like, they're not, like, little boys. <laughs> like, this is, like, the... So how the to go range, how, how to go down. The height range is six two to, like, six six. And uh-huh. they're all, like... You know, you don't want to, as, like, this small boy from Pittsburgh at a sports bar, like, you don't want to approach this group of guys. Did he make a good impression? Yeah, so I, like, bring him over. This is, we're really off topic here. Wow. But I'm, I it's swear okay. I have a point. I swear okay. I have a point. Um, so whatever, I bring him over. I think people are going to really enjoy this, actually. <laughs> so, like, I bring him over. I'm like, these are my friends. And he's like, oh, hey. So he's actually really, like, great with them and they Uh were like all like giving him shit and he like totally withstood it Uh which i was like you pass the test i can kiss you now so then i like bring him (laughs) to the other side of the bar because i don't want to like make out with him in front of my friends friends. which like who the fuck cares i was just like drunk Uh, so i like bring him to the other side of the bar and we're like kissing and then he's like because earlier in the night me and my friends were like we're not bringing i tried to say like we're not bringing anyone back to like our shared apartment because we're all sharing beds like that's fucked up and they're like what are you talking about we're bringing people back and i was like okay fuck you guys i'm gonna bring someone back of course i was the only one who like made out with that <laughs> sorry guys um, so he was like you know toying with the idea of us having sex and i was just like i got to like it's just like a an analogy of where i am at uh-huh. in my sex life I, the first thing I said, I was like, how do you feel about oral? <laughs> he was like, getting it? I love it. I was like, obviously, I'm not asking that. I was like, how do you feel about giving? Uh-huh. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that's the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Is that like, A, I was that's really like abrasive. That's like really impressive that you yeah. were able to just say that mm-hmm. from but the like, bat. Which like never happens. And yeah. I still, you know, I'm not telling people to just go up to men no, and be but, like, how do you feel about oral? Yeah. But, like, it's something... There's a point to be made. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he was super weird about it. He and was weird about it. He was just like, oh, like, ooh, you know, like, the immediate... Imagine a girl was like, I don't give head. Right. Like, it would be this whole thing. Right. Like, oh, my God, she didn't go down on me. Like, all this stuff. But, like, for him, it was like, 
you know, either you're into it or you're not. Like, mm-hmm. no, that shouldn't be the thing. Well, like, you know, it should, it could be. Like, a woman could not be into it. Yeah. And that's fine, too. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, it's not treated the same way at all, which it totally should be treated the same mm-hmm. way. And I was just like, mm, I, I don't want to have sex with you. Like... Because well, what was his... Wait, so his reaction was just like, I'm was, not into it? Well, it wasn't, like, an immediate no. It was just, like, I needed a, like... Of course. Yeah. Like, I needed immediate, like... That's what I would have wanted, duh. too. Like, I wanted it to be, like, why did you even ask this? Like, obviously. Right. I'm gonna, like, make you have a good time, you know? And that's um, not what he... It wasn't that. And, like, I was just like, no. And, like, a short time ago, I would have been like, oh, whatever. Okay. I want to have sex. Like, this is yeah. fine. But I'm just, like, at a point where I'm like... Ugh. Yeah. You're, like this weird dude that like he was very nice you know mm-hmm. like whatever um but it was just uh, that's like where i'm at right so then now. how did it how i was just like end? bye bye <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, yeah a whole other story but whatever <laughs> the point is i'm just at the point where i'm like i don't need to be having horrible sex mm-hmm. like not that it I just, like, wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. What I'm trying to get at is, like, speak up about not only bad sex, but, like, bringing it back. Like, speak up about your pain. And, like, if you don't feel something's right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it, to somebody, to a lot of people, it might sound crazy that I'm going to say this, but, like, sex shouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have continuous vaginal pain. Like A hundred percent. That's not crazy at all. Yeah. And, like... Some people might be like, yeah, obviously what? But, like, to a lot of people, that's, like, this, like, radical statement. Yeah. And just, like, know that, like, that's not normal. Mm -hmm. Not, like, bad. Like, oh, you're a freak. I'm just saying, like, there's something you can do about it. And there's, like, ways to change it. And you can, like, not be in pain. Like, you just have to speak up and be active about seeking out help it's like any other medical issue like even with mental disorders too it's like mental health like Mm -hmm. there's possibilities for it to get better and like you may not know about like what your best strategy is but like just taking those first steps to realize that like something's wrong and that like pain isn't normal or okay like and that it can be changed is like huge i agree yeah it's just like People don't realize, and, like, many women I know who are even as open as I am about everything, Mm -hmm. like, still experience pain all the time, Mm -hmm. and, like, it's, you can fix it. Okay, now, the way that we'll end every episode, since we have been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) I'm sorry. No. Oh my God. This was like amazing. (laughs) And you were the best person to have on this podcast. Like, like if no one cut me off, I'll go. No, no. I have the same issue though. (laughs) I could rant and like tell a story and talk forever. So if anyone, if anyone gets it, it's me. And you were the best person to have on this um, podcast as one of the first few episodes, because you are such an open person, which is so helpful. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people will be able to take great information away from this. Yeah. I'm um, like so happy to talk about it and that thank you're doing you. this. Like, you're amazing. Oh, this rocks. Everyone <laughs> needs to like, go to a pelvic floor therapy. <laughs> um, but okay, so now, quick, two quick tips. 
Um, my, I'm going to give a tip that I actually did not plan this tip, but as we were talking this throughout this episode, um, I came up with a tip that I thought would be helpful and relate well to our conversation. Um, but what I wanted to say, and I'm going to try and word this as best as possible is that when you, if if you have any sort, we talked about this a lot, but if you have any sort of pelvic pain or painful sex or pelvic floor disorders or whatever it is, and you are telling, you're scared to tell a guy that you're dating about what, what the issues are that you have because you think that they're not going to like you or that they're not going to want to see you again, or your relationship isn't going to work or they're going to judge you. I said that I feel that way. Like Julia's felt that way. We've all felt that way. Anyone who has pelvic pain has felt that way before. But what I just want to make very clear and like this is something that I like this is a a way that I live my life. I like really, really, truly believe this, that everything happens for a reason and like everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I know that's so cliche and like this is easier said than done. But the person that like you're meant to be with is the person that you will be with. And like they if 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 you're going to tell someone about the issues that you have and they're going to judge you and they're going to make you feel like shit then they're not the right person for you totally. and like <laughs> it's actually an amazing thing that you have to bring up this issue right off the bat or, or as early on as you can because you will actually be able to see someone's true colors right totally. away totally. so like yeah. if you think about it that way it's a blessing in disguise because you know people's initial reaction and and odds are most men will actually be like probably okay they're not gonna judge you they're not gonna think you're crazy and even if they do and the relationship doesn't work out then it doesn't work out but for the best for the best <laughs> yeah. and like it probably won't happen like that yeah but you know it just it's just the point that like you have to be yourself you have to be able to communicate and you have to be able to talk with whoever you're in a relationship with or dating or not in a relationship with if it's going to turn into something you're both going to have to be able to like understand where each other is coming from. And, um, I think that like, you know, just the bottom line, I'm not going to rant anymore, (laughs) but the bottom line is that like, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. Don't be afraid and don't think that it's going to ruin your life and ruin your relationship because it's not, it's actually going to like, just help. It's going (laughs) to help. It's going to foster like conversation and openness and, it will probably bring you a lot closer to that person. And if it doesn't, then it's not meant to be. And that's something that you will know right away. So yeah, like, that's awesome. Right. Like, so I, that's my method is like throw everything at yeah. them at once. If they then, can't <laughs> handle it, then yeah. they can't handle it. And like, it's just like the type of person I am. I've, you know, I'm throwing everything out there at first. And if you don't know how to react to that, we're, we're just not going to get along. Right. You know, as like a whole. And even if you are a really reserved person and like you're not open and you don't want to talk about these things, like when you're able to talk about it, like mm-hmm. let it out and like yeah. express what is going on. Every single person has something going on in their life. Yeah. So like if this is your thing, I bet the guy that you're dating has many of his own issues as well. So yeah. it's just important to really be able to communicate and to talk and to... um have the other person like know where you're coming from and not to be afraid because everything will work out the way it's supposed to totally 
Okay. That's, that's good advice. <laughs> I try. <laughs> What's your tip? Um, since I'm not like a medical Yeah, that wine was more like advice. And is there, I don't know if there's like well, a lot no. of difference between advice and a tip, but like, yeah. you know, it's kind of just like a, a general suggestion about how to deal with the issue. Yeah. So anyway. Which is like mine's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Since I'm not like a doctor or anything, I don't want to like give any tips. regarding that just because everybody's pelvic pain is so different that's Mm -hmm. why it's important for you to like go to somebody who can understand yours um my tip for this is just like talk about it and like realize that if you are having this pain it's not normal Mm -hmm. and like take those first steps which might sound like it's it's like oh what a stupid tip Mm -hmm. like uh, go to a doctor yeah but like go to a doc like this mm-hmm. isn't normal. You shouldn't have pain. You shouldn't be aware. Like one question my physical therapist asked me, which like I it was kind of like this like moment where I realized that it was like something not normal. She was like, are you aware of your vagina always? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, me that's too. not normal. Yeah. And I was like, that was such like this radical thing for me. Like just you shouldn't be like aware of something all the time yeah that's not normal so like i guess my thing is just like your pain isn't shouldn't be acceptable it shouldn't be something you brush off like you can change it and you it can get better you Mm. just have to take those first steps and like yes making an appointment sucks like yes i still want my parents to make all my appointments for me like i'm a grown-ass adult and i (laughs) still don't want to do that but like it's just one of those things that it's once you do it you're like i was an idiot why didn't i do this earlier yeah just like google search like pelvic floor therapy in my area Mm -hmm. like i'm sure even if you go to one that's like not like you know the number one in your area it's still gonna help you right anybody who does this knows what because it's so specified and like yeah you know just like know that your pain isn't okay and like you can do something about it yeah i think that's just my that's tip. amazing no one should live with any pain like it's yeah. it's not normal even if it's not relating to your pelvic floor yeah even like, i agree whether it's anything like you shouldn't be living with chronic pain you yeah. shouldn't be living with horrible sex like mm-hmm. all these things like just be vocal about it and just second little tip just like i think everybody needs to talk about everything mm-hmm. a little bit more i agree just as I a whole. <laughs> could not yeah. agree more. So like whether that's... And once you start talking... Like us. It beco- right like us. It becomes so much easier. Like yeah. the hardest part is like breaking the ice with anyone. Whether it's like your best friend. Like it yeah. literally doesn't matter. Your mom, like your boyfriend, someone you don't know, like your physical therapist. Yeah. Like it literally <laughs> doesn't matter who it is. Like the hardest part is like breaking the ice of the conversation and getting into it. But like once you're into it it's actually like really enjoyable to talk about things i know (laughs) clearly (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) okay we are going to sign off now (laughs) because we'll be here all night (laughs) talking about sex (laughs) but um julia you're like the greatest person ever no thank you for Um, doing this like i you're more of an advocate than i could ever be and no Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I think that, well, so this was the first episode where we had someone who actually has had pelvic pain, but I think it was amazing and fascinating. 
and we will continue to have more of these types of episodes um please like and subscribe and comment in the itunes store the more people who leave feedback the higher the podcast will be ranked and in turn the more people uh will see it so please be sure to do that it will help get this information out there and stay tuned for the next episode